Hey everyone, it is Wednesday and you're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key. And on my show today, if you have been following me on Facebook, which you can, I'm on Facebook and on YouTube. If you're on social media, just Google Agent Key, K-E-E, and you'll probably find all of my social media uh, sites on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. But in particular, I posted today that today's show is about renter's assistance, the renter's assistance hotline. And I had a guest who was to appear on today's show from the Sacramento Self-Help Hotline. And this morning, she sent me an email message that she would not be able to appear on today's show because she's ill. And I just want to send out a prayer to her for her healing and for her health. It, I promise you guys, it was going to be a fabulous show, but don't fret. You know, I did not let you down. We came back even stronger with our special guest who's standing in and not necessarily in her stead because he's coming from another perspective about the same issue. But, you know, all things work together for the good. So I'm excited about our guest, our impromptu guest this afternoon. I do want to wish Virginia uh, happy healing, quick healing. And we will have her back because it was going to be a good show. We talked off the air a couple of times and we had a really good conversation about the topic. And so I'm excited to bring her back on the show. But in the meantime, I have with us today, just for a little bit of time, because he's just that busy. And so I'm just so thankful that he's able to be with us right now, Mr. Calvin Clements. And Mr. Calvin Clements is, oh, actually, let me get that correct. Calvin Clements III. He's, <laughs> he's a partner and trial attorney with Kimball Tyree and St. John, managing its Sacramento office since he joined the, joined the firm in 2005. He graduated with a bachelor degree in journalism from Humboldt State in 1989, if any of you all listening out there went to Humboldt State, and a doctorate degree in law from the University of Pacific McGeorge School of Law in 1999. So we've got the big cheese with us. You know, McGeorge is the ultimate law school. If you're trying to be in law school, that's the one you want to attend. Uh, prior to attending law school, Calvin worked as a commercial property manager in Beverly Hills, California. And so Calvin, I'm happy and we are thankful that you're on the show with us today. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Keith. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, and so we wanna dive right into it. The issue is the moratorium. Now, I just wanna say regarding Kimball, Tyree and St. John, let everyone know that they represent exclusively landlords. But our conversation today will be in general so that it can cover both sides. And I want to also share that if you are a landlord listening today and you'd like to reach out to Calvin, his their website is www.kts-law.com. KTS for Kimball, Tyree, and St. John-law.com. And if you're watching on the show today, you can see that website scrolling across the bottom. And so we want to jump right into it because he's not he doesn't have a lot of time with us. Calvin, the moratorium is expiring at the end of this month. 
what should landlords and tenants expect? What's going to happen? All right. Well, uh, and I'll just open by, by giving some background. Of course, under the yes. blanket term moratorium, uh, that term really encompassed two major things. Uh, first, uh, the emergency legislation that got passed during COVID uh, provided tenants with good cause eviction protections, meaning that they could only be asked to leave for good cause reasons. Either they were violating the lease in some way, or there was what they called no fault good cause where an owner wanted to move back into their home. Uh, and so these protections were uh, extended to, to all tenants in California, regardless of whether or not they had them prior to the um, prior to March of 2020. Uh, the second thing that the moratorium uh, did was to allow tenants to defer rent if, in fact, they were affected by uh, the COVID uh, emergency somehow. Either they experienced uh, lower, uh, fewer hours at work, uh, or they had medical emergencies or had to care for a loved one, um, uh, they'd be able to uh, sign a declaration and then essentially defer rent. Um, so uh, I think as we... Uh, uh, as the the uh, legislation uh, uh, is scheduled to sunset on September 30th, I, I think that we have to uh, uh, keep a few things in mind. Um, the rent that uh, tenants uh, were able to defer during the COVID period, um, well, uh, uh, that's that's still owing, and mm -hmm. and I think the biggest thing that tenants can do to help themselves and and help their landlords is to apply for SARA two funds. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the name being given uh, the the local rental assistance program, which is being administered through Sacramento Regional Housing Authority. Uh, and I will tell you that I've been surprised at the number of tenants uh, who are eligible and, and are not availing themselves to this. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, eligible tenants are are eligible to receive up to 100% of their rent uh, paid uh, for uh, the period between March of 2020 and uh, September of this year. Uh, so um, then, can I can I ask you a question when you say yes. you're surprised about the number of tenants that aren't applying? Are you hearing of any reasons as to why they're not applying? Are you seeing reasons as to why they're not applying? Is the information not getting to them? Yeah, I think it's a combination of, uh, of uh, maybe people not being informed that that money is out there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, some others uh, who I've tried to, to bludgeon over the head with this information are simply lackadaisical about it, which, uh, mm -hmm. again, is surprising. But, but uh, those folks are out there as well. Mm -hmm. And so if they're sitting on their hands, the clock is now ticking. Right. The clock, the clock is now ticking because what's on the horizon is that uh, that deferred rent. Um, uh, again, the key word is deferred. After November, um, yeah, after November first of this year, landlords are eligible to try to recoup those monies either through collections or through small claims. And if uh, landlords are attempting to uh, uh, to recoup uh, COVID-related debt through small claims, uh, the small claims cap of ten thousand is out the window. Uh, the, the small claims cap is off for landlords, so um, you could find yourself uh, at the end of a, a very expensive lawsuit uh, if you don't get your your rent uh, uh, addressed in some way. Right, and so how? And I know we we talked already that you represent landlords. But the other side of the coin is the evictions trying to protect themselves from uh, 
the tenants trying to protect themselves from eviction. Right. And so what does that look like with a tenant actually protecting? What is the process in order for them to protect themselves? Uh, well, I, I, I think they, uh, uh, I think the best thing that they can do is, is to uh, be open with their landlords. If they, if they owe money, um, uh, try to either work out a payment plan with them uh, uh, or, uh, or try to provide for that rent again through the Sarah two program through Sacramento regional housing authority. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the worst thing that you can do in, in any situation where you owe debt is, is try to ignore it because uh, uh, again, you can find yourself uh, in small claims court. Now under the current eviction protection, it says that they should give the landlord a signed declaration within 15 days of getting a notice to pay and then pay 25% of all rent due from September 2020 through September 2021 by the end of September 30th this month. Does that still apply? Is there any way around that? That does still apply. And, and here's how that works. Prior to um, prior to March 2020, when, when the COVID uh, emergency was declared, uh, you could serve what's called a three-day notice to pay rent or quit on a tenant who failed to pay the rent. Right. Uh, under the new uh, statutory scheme uh, for uh, rent that falls between September of last year and September of this year, uh, the tenant would get a 15-day notice. And as part of that package, uh, there would be a declaration at the back of the notice that the tenant could sign and say and tell the landlord, I'm having uh, COVID-related difficulties uh, and, um, you know, and I need to defer my rent. Um, but the uh, flip side of that is is uh, that um, you needed to pay 25% of the total rent due by September 30th. If you did that, then uh, what would happen is the remaining 75% of the rent that's due uh, converts to what they call consumer debt, meaning that the landlord cannot evict you over it. All mm. they can do is try to pursue it in small claims or through collections or other means. Mm. Wow. And so... If we're looking at the landlord side now, what are some of the things that the landlords need to do in order to rightfully evict? Well, uh, the landlords need to monitor uh, those accounts that are delinquent. Uh, they Well, first, uh, if the landlords haven't done so, uh, they need to... Uh, uh, they need to uh, uh, prepare and serve a 15-day notice, uh, which they should do with the, uh, the help of uh, of their attorney. Uh, and so Calvin, if they have not served that 15-day notice, then they cannot rightfully evict, as, or is that just in general? That would be the, that would be the first step. Okay. And uh, uh, and again, if if your if your tenant uh, returns that declaration and and pays you the 25%, uh, then they get to remain in their housing and again all you can do is pursue pursue the debt as consumer debt you cannot evict mm -hmm. however if they fail to return that uh, declaration to you uh uh and uh, and don't act otherwise uh within the uh within the days allowed by the notice mm -hmm. um your landlord could evict you for failure to pay okay so th those are the two paths that we're looking at for september 30th ladies and gentlemen we're going to take a quick break and i see a question well, actually, before we take the break, let's answer the question that's popping up by Ryan Lundquist. Hey, Ryan. Ryan is asking, any idea of how many local tenants are late on rent? In other words, how many potential evictions are we looking at coming soon? That's a great question. That is a great question. I 
wish I had an idea, but I, I really don't. And and I will tell you um, that in in practice and and and. Uh, uh, and through my practice, the last thing a landlord wants to do is initiate an eviction uh, because those are expensive. They take a couple months to complete. Uh, they don't receive rent uh, for the premises during that time. And so, uh, again, I, I would encourage you to, to, if you do owe rent, you're in that position, reach out to your landlord and try to work something out. And who would have that type of data, tenants being laid on rent? Is there anyone, any organization that collects that kind of data? How do we? No, I. I Possibly see uh, California Apartment Association, CAA, mm -hmm. but that would just be a guess. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to look into that. We're going to take a quick break or we're going to take our standard break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into this a little bit more. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Selling Sacramento on 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key with Mr. Calvin Clements III, and we will be right back. Okay. Now, when we come back from the break, hey, Ryan, thank you for tuning in. And for anyone else out there watching, I see you guys. Say hey in the chat. Say hi to Calvin. If you have any questions for him, we only have him for the top of the half hour. Is there a call coming? Okay, let's take the call. We can take it out there. Which headset is it? This one? Are they on here? Oh, 97.5. Hey. You're trying to get assistance through there, you said? Can we turn her up a little bit more? Okay, go ahead again. Okay, so I have a landlord, and I'm trying to have him help with me getting assistance through S-E-R-2. Okay. And he hasn't done it. Calvin, did you hear the caller? I did. Uh, all right, so the, the, uh, there are a few options. Uh, if the landlord won't, uh, won't complete and, and send back the paperwork, obviously that, that uh, does throw a wrench in things. Um, uh, and I would, I would again try to reach out to your landlord uh, because the landlord's got an interest in this uh, too. I mean, that, that's the way he's gonna get paid. In the worst case scenario, if the landlord isn't cooperative, I believe there is an alternative uh, that Sarah too uh, does, which is to pay 25% of the rent directly to the tenant, uh, which will then be filtered. You can then use that money to pay your landlord uh, that portion of the rent in order uh, so that you're not evicted. Uh, the other, the other uh, side of this is, and uh, uh, I certainly, uh, are we on air right now, by the way? No, we're not. We're not. But all right, but I may want to uh, mention this later because the yeah the the other side of this is is if the landlord doesn't cooperate in um, your efforts to uh, pay your rent through Sarah too uh, at small claims court, uh, that fact could lead to a judge um, uh, lowering the amount uh, the landlord can recover or even striking the amount altogether. 
So uh, Calvin, I definitely want you to repeat that when we go back on air. Caller, did you get that information? Yes, I did. Okay, hold on one moment. We're back on air? Okay. Okay, caller, we're going to go back on air right now. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Hey, everyone, we're back. We took a call while we were off air, and I want Calvin to answer that again. Our caller called in, and caller, thank you for calling. I didn't get your name, but she said that she has applied to the Sarah 2 for the her rents to be paid, and her landlord is not responding, and even the individuals at the program have reached out and made it possible for him to uh, communicate to sign the paperwork and documents that he needs to sign to get her the relief that she needs, but he's still not cooperating. And so Calvin, can you tell our listeners again, how it is that you answered that question for her? Yeah, certainly. And a few thoughts, uh, and certainly if you're a landlord out there listening to this, it, it certainly behooves you to participate in the Sarah program. Right now, they're offering to pay 100% of the rent due. Prior, they had been only paying 80%. Uh, so uh, this is a way for you to be made whole uh, and to get your money. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, if you turn down the Sarah funds and later attempt to recoup the rent money through small claims court, um, you're failing to avail yourself to the program when it was available. Uh, uh, will allow the judge to uh, uh, to adjust the amount uh, you can be awarded, and there is no cap, so that amount could be adjusted down to zero. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so landlords definitely want to participate. However, if landlords don't cooperate, uh, Sarah too can still help tenants by giving tenants directly the 25% to pay to the landlords, uh, so they can preserve their housing uh, through the uh, through the end of September and. Um, unfortunately, uh, that the rest of that 75% would then become consumer debt. Now, I think I've heard this question before because some of some renters are concerned that their landlords are intentionally um, avoiding accepting the payments in order to get them out of the property because they could probably rent it for more or whatever. You know, I don't want to make any assumptions as to why they want them out of the property, but that they're not accepting the payment in order to try to get them out by default. Is that even possible? Uh, I uh, I don't think uh, there are very many judges in Sacramento County that would be sympathetic to landlords uh, if they were to, in fact, turn down, turn down those monies. Mm -hmm. uh, so they can try, but again, I, I don't think it, they would be very successful. So let's walk through a scenario. Let's say we get to September 30th, and a landlord uh, sets out to try to evict a tenant, properly evict them through the court system, through the through court documents where it takes the, the sheriff to come and put someone out. And before it even gets there, what you're saying is if this landlord did not follow the proper procedures, then they are not, they won't be successful in evicting a tenant. And oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I mean, uh... These are all what ifs, but uh, but yes, if the monies were there and, and the landlord uh, declined them, uh, uh, I, I think that the uh, the tenant has a very valid defense uh, mm -hmm. to, to that failure to pay that, rent. I'm, I'm, the reason I'm presenting that scenario is because I've heard that now a few times where people are saying, hey, I've applied for Sarah. Uh, as a matter of fact, quite a few people, especially our listeners, I've applied for Sarah. I'm not hearing back or I'm being told my application is still in review. 
or, or my landlord won't um, answer the questions. They won't respond. You know, I'm afraid of being evicted. And so go ahead. Yeah, I, well, I think if I'm a tenant in that scenario, again, I, I try to reach out to the tenant. And if that doesn't work, you may want to seek your own legal counsel and, and, and ask them to write a letter on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then if after September 30th, we get to this slew of, and you know, again, it's all just, we're just kind of assuming what's going to happen here. Well, we really are, because uh, the last two extensions of the moratorium really came at the last minute. And so there's still a lot of month left in September and <laughs> anything could happen. That is true. That's true. And not that anybody should be banking on, oh, they're probably going to get to the end and, oh, they're probably going to extend it. But it's still good to know that if you are in the middle of trying to get these funds, that chances are there's not a judge who's going to allow you to be evicted if it's in the process, if your landlord is not responding, and if you're taking all of the appropriate measures that you're supposed to take. And so from a landlord's perspective, Calvin, can you tell uh, our listeners who are landlords, again, what the process is for protecting themselves if they do want to do perform a proper eviction? How it well, should be done. I, the, and, and I want you to say this for two reasons, for the landlords and then also for tenants who are listening so that they know this is what a proper eviction looks like. And if your landlord doesn't come to you this way, they're not doing it properly. Can we say that? Uh, yeah, I, I think we could say that. I mean, there's, a, there, there's a lot of meat in that question. Um, okay. uh, uh, and look to landlords. Uh, you know, obviously, if if, um, if your tenant is uh, if your tenant is eligible and and uh, uh, has uh, applied for the Sarah Two program, you know, I, I would suggest that they they cooperate with those efforts. Um, you know, and and the flip side is is that if you are looking to evict your tenant for other reasons, uh, perhaps they're not complying with their lease, they have unauthorized occupants, unauthorized pets, uh, there is a procedure to to do that, and um, uh, and so I would I would suggest that the the way not to do that is to is to turn down rental funds that are available to you, uh, but rather to uh, pursue uh, pursue uh, uh, lease violations uh, through the performer quit notice procedure and and proceed that way. That's right. Uh, uh, what I'll also say too is that. Uh, uh, SB 91, uh, which was one of the bills that, that passed this year uh, in regards to COVID, expanded the definition of tenant to somebody who was a former tenant. So if you left, uh, if you moved out uh, or were evicted uh, uh, from a, a former situation, you can still apply for uh, rental assistance uh, for any, any rent that you may have owed that landlord. And again, that's a win-win. Uh, your landlord gets paid and, and you're absolved of that debt. That's great. Wow. I, I didn't know that. Thank you for that information. So if you're listening, so in a situation like that, that would that may be someone who may have gotten evicted because they couldn't pay and didn't this program wasn't there at the time or they didn't know about it. So now if you are out there and you were evicted and, and told you had to move and you have a back debt that's owed, you too can utilize the SARA funds to pay back that back owed debt. Now, how about now I had someone ask, could they use those funds to move 
if the if the funds were sent to them, but the landlord refused those funds. I didn't know how to answer that. Uh, yeah, well, those those funds ostensibly uh, are 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 paid for you are paid to you, uh, so that you can pass them along to the landlord. Uh, I'll be honest; I don't know if there are any penalties attached to uh, not uh, not passing those funds along, uh, uh, but I, I I don't believe so. Okay, are there any? We we got to let you go soon. I'm trying to squeeze in so no, much. No, that's all right. He's got a young person to pick up from school, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to give him, we're going to extend grace and mercy and let him go. <laughs> but um, are there any last thoughts or comments, information that you think is important to share with everyone regarding the moratorium or tenant land law rights that would help them out? Uh Yes, I, you know, again, I, I just reiterate, if, if you owe money to your landlord, uh, you know, uh, open open uh, communications with them, try to work that out. And even if you're uh, in doubt about whether or not you'll qualify for those SARA 2 funds, definitely apply. And if you're a landlord listening, uh, what I would say is that you also have the power to initiate uh, that SARA 2 application on behalf of your tenant. Now, your tenant would have to uh, complete the application, but you can go ahead and start the application on their behalf. And I know a number of, of uh, landlords who have done, done just that. So um, as uh, we've talked to a couple of callers today uh, who were tenants who were frustrated when the landlords did not respond uh, to their SARA 2 requests, uh, I would also uh, suggest to, to tenants that if your landlord has initiated an application for you, uh, go ahead and complete that application. It's free money and there's nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. And just to reiterate to that, that they will, if your landlord doesn't respond, and I think Calvin said this, they'll send the money directly to you. And those funds are intended for you to pay that landlord's, uh, the debt that's owed to that landlord. Calvin, I want to thank you again so much for coming on. And if people want to get in touch with you, people in particular being landlords, because you are a landlord attorney, how would they reach you? All right. Well, they're always uh, welcome to uh, check out our website at uh, kts-lawlaw.com uh, or um, they can call us at 800-525-1690. And the number one more time because somebody just got up to get a pen. <laughs> Certainly. 800-525-1690. Thank you again so much for being with us. And we're going to let you go, Calvin. Take right. care. Thank you for having me, Keith. <laughs> You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Calvin Clements III with KTS Law. And I hope that you uh, found that information helpful. I'm going to continue to share information like that with you as we approach that 30th and to keep you informed with what's going to happen, you know, once we get to that date. It's so imperative for us to share this kind of information because our homeless crisis in not just Sacramento, you guys, you, you all know, just around the country, around the state, it is out of hand, it's out of control, and it's a very sad um, situation. And so we want to be able to help people take advantage of any of the resources available. So if you're listening and you hear this information and you don't need it yourself directly, you may know someone who does. So share that information. And I also wanted to share that there is also help with rent and utilities for landlords and renters. 
So not just your rent, but also your utilities. Renters and landlords can get financial help to cover 100% of past due and future rent payments, even if the renter has moved out. Utility bills like gas, electric, water, garbage, and internet. And so in doing this, it's of course best that renters and landlords work together to apply, but either one can start the process. As Calvin stated, if you're the landlord and you wanna start the process, you can. Uh, renters must provide some information regardless of who starts the application. And landlords can get paid quicker if they participate in the program. So this is a win-win situation for both. Oftentimes in the media, we hear the, the way that the stories are um, fixed and put out there, it sounds like it's all to benefit the renter. And they, they preface the stories with, you know, renter's aid and renter's this. But this is helping the landlords as well. And so you can apply for that by contacting the Relief Center at 833-430-2122. That number, again, is 833-430-2122. And it's open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So again, renters with a sublease can apply or here's some additional information. Renters with a sublease can apply. So that means if you're subleasing an apartment, if you're renting from someone else who's renting, you are eligible to apply. You might be renting a room from someone who's renting the whole house you are eligible to apply. Your immigration status does not matter because you are not required to show proof of citizenship to apply. I'll say that again. Your immigration status does not matter. You are not required to show proof of citizenship to apply. I wish I knew how to say that in Spanish. <laughs> I wish I knew how to say that in other languages because it's almost... So if you speak Spanish or another language, it's up to you now to take what I just said to someone who does not speak English and let them know. That's how we get the information out. Your landlord will be notified that you applied for rent relief. Your landlord will not see your application. Oh, we're going to take a caller? Okay, let's take a call. Oops. Oh, we hung up on him. Caller, if, if we, we accidentally hung up on you. If you'd like to call back, please give us a call back. We'll try it again. Your information is private and it will not be shared. So your landlord will not see your application. They will be notified that you applied, but they will not see your application. Your application will be assigned to a case manager. Is that our caller? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll take a call. Uh, 
I'm not muted. Mute. Can y'all hear me watching on Facebook? Am I back? If you guys are watching on Facebook and you can hear me and see me, shoot me a something in the comment. Let's take a call. A 97.5. Hey. Mm-hmm. What's the utilities? So you would use, you would actually take your back owed utility bills and submit those. That's the evidence that they're due. And that's how they would pay you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. No, the utilities, that utility money will probably go directly to the utility company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. Yes, ma'am. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? There were a slew of emails that came in and that was, they were asking about the list that I was producing for um, affordable home ownership and affordable renting opportunities. And so I'm still putting together that list. So I was going to reply to everyone at one time, but I will go back in there and look for yours. Yeah. I thought they were all the same type of question, but I'll definitely do that. Student loan. Okay. All right. I will address that today. Thank you. <laughs> you as well. Take care. Bye-bye. So our previous caller, I wanted to let our, our listeners on Facebook who are watching know, it was a landlord and he said, how can we guarantee, is there a guarantee that the money or what happens actually when the tenant gets paid, but they don't pay the landlord? And so the response was, that if the landlord gets involved, the money does not go to the tenant. The money goes to the landlord. And so that's another reason that as a landlord, you want to get involved in this process and not sit by and uh, just let it happen with the tenant. And they encourage the tenant and the landlord to work to be, to, to work together. Thank you, Ms. Sharita and Valencia and Tara for sound checking me, sound checking your girl. And we're going to take a short break. When we return, we're going to close out with some last thoughts. And if we have any more calls and questions, we want to make sure we get those answered. You are listening and watching Selling Sacramento on 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key, and we'll be right back. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. I don't know what happened to the stream. It said that I had gotten knocked out of there. Let's see here. Mr. Rita, I want to get you on the show, ma'am. You're running from me. <laughs> okay. I want to get you some. Are you dancing? 
<laughs> I want to get you some songs that I want you to play to load up to play. There were some songs. What, what was I thinking of? Some specific songs. I'll send them to you. Yeah, you might. Sure you might have them. Okay. Okay. You did what? I said I may have them already. I, and I was gonna say maybe I'll send you a list before I send you the MP3s because you might already have them. You may already no, have them. Black girl songs. They could be white girl songs. <laughs> did you just say what I think you just said? No. Is that you talking about me and Angie again? You know <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> hurt. Are you? <laughs> I don't believe you are. Yeah, you could have some. I don't believe you are. You could be right. <laughs> One thirty-seven. How much time? So this break is just three minutes. Uh -huh. I'm trying to see how much time I have, how much I can go into. Yeah, but you cut off way early. I did because I wanted to come back with some new information, and oh, I no, didn't want to get into the new information, knowing we would need to take another break. Right at that yeah. time. No, that yeah. was smart. Yeah. No, I just said it because I didn't know if you knew what you should cut off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it before when Calvin was on, knowing that I was going to have to stop before 1.30 so that he could take off. So. No, no, you did it. Man, I tell you. You got I'm it. I'm trying to work that little hour I got. You got it, though. That was, that was smooth. Right? You know. Yes. So we got to talk about forbearance and... um those people that are facing foreclosure that's exactly what i would have did too that was perfect yeah yeah that's you control yourself girl i'm proud of you ladies and gentlemen if you're watching we're going to give a little bit of information about forbearance assistance when we come back from the break and so by really being aware of your strengths and weaknesses Make sure you can actually optimize your Oh my gosh, about this time I always get hungry. Man, I'm ready to tear the roof off of something. I've eaten all day. Uh, and we're back. Here, I'm some <laughs> so is this you now? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key. And with the time that we have left, I'd like to share some information for homeowners about mortgage forbearance. If you're listening, if you're watching on social media, on Facebook or uh, YouTube, and you're a homeowner. Mortgage forbearance for homeowners and landlords. Most homeowners can pause or reduce their mortgage payments for a limited time if they're struggling because of COVID. So this is called a forbearance. And your request, you request the forbearance from your mortgage servicer. Landlords with four properties or less can also request forbearance. So if you're a landlord and you're listening and if you have four units or less, you are eligible to request forbearance. And the deadline to request forbearance depends on who backs your mortgage. So the very first thing that you want to do is reach out to your mortgage servicer, your lien holder, and ask them what the forbearance options are and if you're eligible for them 
what they might be. If your loan is backed by HUD, FHA, USDA, or VA, so if you have a, an FHA loan, if you have a USDA loan, if you have a VA loan, the deadline to request an initial forbearance is at the end of this month. It is September 30th, 2021. If you are, if you have a federal or government-backed loan, the deadline to request that is at the end of this month. If your loan is backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, there currently is not a deadline for requesting an initial forbearance. So there is no deadline if your loan is backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. If your mortgage is not federally backed, your servicer may offer similar forbearance options. If you're struggling to make your mortgage payments, your servicer must discuss relief options with you. So whether they have a plan or not, they must discuss the relief options with you. And here are your rights. If you're denied forbearance, if you are denied forbearance, they must provide you with a detailed description explaining why your request was denied and the specific reasons for the denial. This is true for all mortgages, whether federally backed or not. Again, I'll say if your servicer denies your request for forbearance, they must provide you with two things, a detailed description explaining why the request was denied and the specific reasons for the denial. If the explanation says that your request has errors or it's missing information, you have 21 days to correct those problems. If, you're, if you request forbearance, your lender cannot begin foreclosing on your home or property until these four things happen. They must contact you to request payment. They must wait at least 30 days after contacting you to request the payment. They must file a declaration that they have contacted you to request the payment. And then they must file the forbearance denial notice. So those things must happen before they begin the foreclosure, foreclosure process. And there is a process for foreclosure. They cannot just go directly to foreclosing. There is a process involved in that as well. One of the things that I hear most often when people come to me for assistance with, with a foreclosure that they're facing is that they wait too long. They, they come when they get the letter in the mail saying your house is getting ready to be foreclosed on on this date. When you get that notice, you've got 14 days and then you're going to have to be out of there. You've waited too long. So if you are facing foreclosure or if you are behind on your mortgage, you want to take action now. At the very least, stop the bleeding by calling your mortgage servicer and finding out if there are forbearance options available for you. Take advantage of them. If you are not sure, I'm hesitating as I'm saying this, um, because every servicer is different. And I, and I understand also that how people communicate with you is different as well. Um, I've heard people say, well, I've called and they've told me this, they've told me that. You have to keep calling until you get to the right person who's going to help you. Don't stop at the first person who answers the phone and, and says, we don't have any assistance. 
Google the company and find out what other numbers are available. Find out, you know, ask to speak to a supervisor, ask to speak to a manager, ask to speak to a, a different department, the forbearance department, ask to speak to the foreclosure department. But you've got to keep pushing and making those calls until you get a, a person that's going to help you. Um, you can also get free or low cost legal help if you need it. And let me see if I have that information with me. And of course, I, I, I don't have it with me. But if you would like information about free or legal, free or low cost legal help, I'm going to put this out here. I know I owe the people last week the list on housing. But y'all, I'm, I'm going to get it to you. I'm going to get it to you. Shoot me an email. Reach out to me at agentkey.com, A-G-E-N-T-K-E-E.com, and ask for information about free or low-cost legal help, because I know that there are people that can't navigate this. It's sometimes, I, I mm -hmm. it's almost created as an obstruction on purpose. And I hate to say that, but it really is. And, and there are other things that go into play that make that happen. And so it takes people like myself and others like myself who are in these positions, who have access to this information to help you successfully navigate it. So that's why I say, reach out to me. I'll do what I can to help you get the information because I know it's not an easy thing to navigate for a lot of people. So contact me at agentkee.com. And there's a little link up on my page that says, uh, contact me or you can email me at A-G-E-N-T-K-E-E-007 at gmail.com. Um, if you're old school and you want to give me a call, uh, I always tell people, text me. Don't call me because I, I don't answer my phone to numbers that I don't know. Shoot me a text at 916-370-1803. 916-370-1803. That is my business line. Text me and ask me for the information to help you with low cost to no cost legal help. And I'll send you that information. Um, these protections are in effect until December 1st, 2021, if you're denied forbearance. So, and the protections are that you can contest either the 30 day contact or the forbearance denial. So if, you're, if your lender or your mortgage lien holder or your servicer denies you forbearance, you can contest that if they did not follow the process in the way that they should, which is to contact you to request the payment, waiting at least 30 days after contacting you to request the payment, filing a declaration that they have contacted you to request the payment, and then file the forbearance denial notice. So you can contest that if they have not done that. Now, before we take off, I want to give information to help people without housing. There is a number that I don't think we take advantage of too often. We've heard of 911 for emergencies. Have any of you ever heard of 211? 211 is a number that you can call to get all kinds of resourceful information and local programs in the area. And so if you need temporary housing, call 211 to find a local program. It's free, it's confidential, and it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
It's free. It's confidential and it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 211. You can also contact the county welfare department to find a program in your area. And this is for people who need help with housing. If you don't have housing at all, there are also rooms available through a project called Project Room Key. You may be able to get a hotel room or a motel room through Project Room Key if you, there are three stipulations. If you test positive for COVID and you need to isolate, if you've been exposed to COVID-19 and you need to quarantine, if you are at high risk, like if you are 65 or older, or if you have underlying health conditions. So this may or may not be you, or you may know someone who might need these meet these qualifications. They may be homeless or without a roof over their head and they may be able to get a hotel or motel room if they test positive, if they've been exposed to COVID and they need to quarantine, or if they are at high risk, meaning that they are 65 or older, or if they have underlying health conditions. And your point of contact for that is the County Welfare Department. Contact the County Welfare Department and ask them about Project Room Keep. One more program to tell you all about, and this is the Golden State Stimulus Payments. If you are a household that earns $75,000 or less, you may qualify for at least one type of Golden State Stimulus Payment. This includes undocumented workers. Families with children may receive an increased payment. So there are two types of GSS payments, GSS-1, and GSS-2. The stipulations or the criteria is that you must have filed your 2020 tax return. You must file it by October 15, 2021. So you still have time. You, If you have made at least $75,000 or less, you may qualify for the Golden State Stimulus Payment. You just need to file your tax return, your 2020 tax return, by October 15, 2021. Your 2020 tax return will determine if you're eligible to receive GSS payments. And if you qualify, you'll receive your payments by direct deposit or a check in the mail. If you've already filed your 2020 tax return, you do not have to do anything else. You can check with the GSS website to see if you qualify and Again, if you've filed your 2020 taxes, you don't need to do anything else. You'll just check your bank account and see if that check is sitting there, right? That's nice. <laughs> your state loves you. Yeah. Oh, Dosti needs a hug. Yeah. <laughs> this is always a, um, a, a very um I, a, a sensitive topic for me because housing and it's just so critical right now and I, I said last week you know we really need to be more kind to one another because temperaments are at an all-time high with everything happening there's everyone is so stressed and so burdened financially and with housing and jobs employment loved ones dying you know 
the hospitals are filling back up. Um, we don't know if we're coming or going, you know, but um, all it takes sometimes to break the stress, number one is to breathe and to know if you've made it through something before, chances are we'll get through this too. We'll get through this too, you know, and every time you get through something, you always come out what? Stronger and better. Yeah, that's right. Stronger and better. So for me, it's never about if I'm getting out of it. I know I'm coming out. The The real question is, what do I want to look like when it's over? Do I want to come out all scarred and battered and bruised and looking all raggedy? Or do I want to come out all shiny and new and sparkly? You know, so in order to come out shiny and new and sparkly, you got to see yourself already shiny and new and sparkly. You got to see that when this is over, I'm going to be better. And so how do you do that? You take every day and you be thankful for today. All we really have is today. And so what am I going to do with today? I want to be kind. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try my best to be of service to people, to not be selfish. That's probably one of the biggest things. When we start looking out for ourselves, the, you know, the world tell us, look out for number one. But really, I find more pleasure when I look out for you. I get more, I get strengthened when I take care of somebody else. I find joy and happiness in seeing a smile on someone else's face because I've helped do something to make their day better. And that's not just Keisha mag magic. That's that's all of us. That's human nature, you know. So let's try to take time out today to help somebody else. And when we put that type of love and light out there in the world, it really there's a there's a power there that transcends all of the issues of the day. The issues have to take a back seat to love. They really do. I did not intend to preach these last two minutes, y'all. So with that, you are listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you are doing what you were created to do, I will see you at the top. Amen, sister. Amen. Where's my Marie? Well, I mean, you know. I know, I know, I know. I mean, for real. I though. like the preaching. I just, you know, I'm just tired of the um, enemy just falling all much. over me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm taking that back. I'm taking back my happiness. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking back my happiness. Yeah. Hey, Miss Elsa. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Yes, Miss Valencia. Yes. Yes. Thank you for watching, everybody. I'm going to take off now. Tara, Miss Sharita, Ryan, thank you all for tuning in. If y'all are on there watching and I didn't see you, didn't say hi, I still see you in numbers. So I love you all. Bye until next Wednesday. Have a great weekend.